The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the raw and uncensored Ambitious Podcast. I'm your host, the original HBIC, Katie Boyd. During our time here together, I will be instilling all of the strength, power, and determination you will need to use the very stones thrown at you to build your ultimate empire. We will redefine the word bitch from the derogatory to the acronym being in total control of herself. So let's adjust our crowns and prepare to live life ambitiously. Oh yeah, here I am, the original HBIC, Katie motherfucking Boyd. <laughs> and over to my far right is the one, the only, the bald wonder. Yes, the bald. <laughs> Babine. <laughs> there I am. And in the middle is my old gangsta friend, <laughs> April. I like that. Yeah, you're an OG. That's true. April Renzella. <laughs> We're going to talk all about April in one brief moment, but I just want to thank everyone for listening to the Ambitious Podcast. And before we get started on this wild magic carpet ride, I always love to read the iTunes Ambitious Podcast review of the week. And it is from Britt Pierce. And she says, unbelievable. Katie and Matt. She just threw that in there. She felt bad for him. Da, 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 da. Are out here living the there. Star of the show. <laughs> okay. All right. Settle down. I'm trying to read Brittany's thing, <laughs> Matthew. You. I love Brittany already. Go oh, ahead. Oh, God. Huh? Katie and Matt are out here living their best <laughs> lives and so graciously sharing their spiritual knowledge and expertise with the world. Katie's real and raw and tells it like it is. This podcast has truly changed the way I look at life. Britt, thank you so much for leaving this podcast review, email me at themisfitclub at gmail.com to redeem your free $100 gift certificate to use towards anything KBMFC related. Thanks, All right. Brett. Thank you, Brett. Thanks, Brett. Thanks, <laughs> Brett, for throwing Matt a bone. <laughs> so true, get. so true. Uh, so this beautiful woman in the middle of us, she is the fluffernutter in our just fluffin' bread sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> April, I've known her. How long have I known you? Over uh, a decade at least. I think almost a decade. Oh my lord! I know that's so crazy. I know. Um, so I met her through pageantry mm-hmm. <laughs> back in the day when people actually did pageants. It was like a, it was like a kind of a thing. Now you just see it written on hieroglyphics on the walls in Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Um, but yeah, so we met through pageantry and we became like friends. Yeah, because I I don't know some. Every so often, there's a few clients that I actually like. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> that I want to actually be friends with because we have like such a deep, I don't know, connection. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. she did pageants and she has an incredible voice. And she's like, you know what, people? I want to be a professional singer. That's true. And that's what you are now. You yeah. want to tell them a little bit about yourself and your yeah. your how we met and then how you blossomed into this yeah. country star. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, as Katie said, we met. Um, I think it was actually 2011. Oh, my Lord. I know. We're coming up on that decade. You were still in Wellesley. That was a rough year for me. (laughs) That was when Wicked (laughs) Fit came out. I I was going to say Matt came in in the picture there. Uh, Oh, my God. That was a tough. That was (laughs) a lot of drinking. Um, You, I think. Yes. Wait a minute. Who was it? Get out. I knew you before I knew Matt. I think so. Okay. So she's a really OG because I knew her before I knew you. 
Yeah. That's crazy. That's unbelievable. I was still in Wellesley. Yeah. You were okay, still in so Wellesley. You were coming to Wellesley to train with me. Yeah. You were um, doing what? What pageant were Miss you doing? Miss Massachusetts. USA or America? America. Oh my God. Okay. Um, That's crazy. I had some I had some toning I needed to do. Yeah. We so all do. I went to the guru. Um yeah, I mean, yeah. really. I was <laughs> the guru. That's good job. I was like, yeah, yeah keep it, keep it coming. <laughs> um and I, I think I trained with you for about a month and mm-hmm. then I was hooked after the pageant. Um, and I mean, you've seen me naked a bunch of times yes. doing spray tans. <laughs> I do. And, I mean, we're pretty close. I know every so. crevice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, spray tans. Now you're really, really giving me I a know, throwback. I know, I know, I know. Um, so after um, competing in pageants and kind of deciding I didn't want to do that anymore and just kind of pursue the music avenue, um, I moved down to Nashville. Crazy. Which was mm. super cool. Um and lived there for about a year, and that actually kind of ties into a bit of my story and how Ambitious came to be such an important part of my life. So we'll get to that in a second. Yes. Um, but I, I moved home about a year later, and um, I continue to sing up here. Um, that was in 2016 I moved home. So I've continued to sing here. I do mostly acoustic duo and mm-hmm. trio work. And country. And, yep, mostly country. And that's like, I mean, you can sing everything, but mm-hmm. country is like your forte. Yeah, exactly. I grew up listening to Leanne Rhymes, Shania Twain, mm. the Dixie Chicks. You're like a woman. Okay. <laughs> I want a full leopard outfit. Do you remember that? She had the I full do. leopard outfit and then the I luggage. That was awesome. Yeah. That was yeah. a look. Or that, that top hat look. That was yeah. good too. She's cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but then I also um, – uh, Aside from the music, I have horses. Yes. Um, I've got two German Shepherds, which I know oh, is your like German your shepherds. forte. Uh, um, and then, and this also kind of loops into the story, but right now I'm a field marketing manager at Boston Scientific. That's awesome. So I've got uh, like the 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 professional yes. businesswoman thing going on, and then I have the music, which kind of you're juggling. My you're juggling some stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, awesome. it's good stuff. Good well, you're like me. You can't just do like one thing. No. You get bored. Oh God, I'd no. be so bored. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, how do you think really truly ambitious has affected your life so far? So, as I said, I was living in Nashville. I moved down there with my dog and my horse. Um, This was in 2015. Um, My horse had had an injury when he wasn't in my care. And so for about five years, like he was my life. And like this animal was the love of my life. Horse people are serious. Oh my God. Don't fuck with horse people. (laughs) I've known some horse people in my day and I'm like, you like all those horses more than every human on this planet. 100. And they're like, actually, absolutely. I have, a, I have an oven mitt that has a little girl talking to a horse and it says, I hate people too. <laughs> it's real. It is. No, it totally is. Um, but this animal was my life. And um, he unfortunately passed away down yeah, I there. I that. And it was, um, you know, it was one of those things that I was coming up on a year of living in Nashville and I, um, I remember I came home from Easter and was talking to my boyfriend at the time's dad and was saying, you know, yeah, I'm going to spend more time down in Nashville mm-hmm. now. I'm probably not going to start coming home. Right. And then I went down there and he was sick. And it was a three-week process of being like, what do we do? Right. Is he going to get better? Mm-hmm. Or do we have to put him down? And um, my mom was awesome. And she came down and stayed your the mom entire is awesome. three weeks I with me. Her. And, you know, it, it came down to like, this is your decision and you do what's best for him. Mm. And I decided that the best thing to do was to put him down. Mm-hmm. And it 
just, it ruined the entire experience for How me. How could it not? Because it was, Jesus. and especially, yeah. I mean, I'm such an animal person in the first place. So oh, like, God. moved down there, didn't yeah. know anybody really right. with my two animals. Mm-hmm. And then to have that happen to such a, a big part of my life, mm-hmm. oh, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. And um, they're different with animals in the South. Yes. And so he was in the hospital for those three weeks and they like thought it was weird that I was there multiple times a day. Really? Yeah. Huh. The hospital was always full oh and God, there I'm was a never... maniac. I know. I know. I would have moved in too. I'm <laughs> living here now with my <laughs> no. horse. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Like Pearl ate a corn cob the other day. Oh God. Oh God. Yes. <laughs> and there was like every every like two hours I was like pal- palpating her stomach like <laughs> to see if she was wearing it. Yeah. And Matt was just like, you're fucking crazy. I'm like, she is my best friend. Yeah, right. We, we called vats friends that we knew oh, that yeah. were vats. Absolutely. Vats. Psychotic. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Oh, like yeah. animals yeah. are animals just, rock. Yeah. We love them. Totally. Yeah. And it because it was such a drawn out process, really, with vets, I didn't know taking care of my horse. It just tainted the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I basically like ran away from Nashville. It was just like I'm coming home and I'm staying. And that home. was your dream because your yeah. dream is still to be, I mean, you are a star, but like, nice. obviously we can all do more and more and more and more. Right. 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 And that's your dream. So Nashville is the Mecca, right. the epicenter exactly. of the country world. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I came home and that was kind of the first time I ever had to do some soul searching and be mm-hmm. like, okay, well, like if this tainted me so much, like what is it that I want to do with my life? And I don't think I want to go back down there. And Isn't I, it, it was, crazy how always bad things are the things yes, that make you stop in your tracks and 1, go, what the fuck am I doing? Right, right. Because if everything was hunky-dory all the time, you would never sit and go, what the fuck am I doing? You'd be like, everything's like rainbows and mm-hmm. unicorns and that's not how you grow. Totally, totally. Um, so for about a year or so, I kind of floundered a little bit mm-hmm. and was like, just trying like to you were figure doing out. Gigs yeah, and- exactly. But like nothing was fulfilling. Yes. I had horrible anxiety surrounding the, the whole situation. And it was just like, I felt like I was just treading water and yep. not going anywhere and just trying to figure out where the hell I was going to yep. go. Um, and then I ended up, um, about a year later saying, okay, like let's, I have a communication and journalism degree. And I said, all right, why don't I try to use that? Mm-hmm. Maybe put it to use, put something on the resume <laughs> yeah, totally. and see what happens. And I ended up working for a biotech company, um, that is in the men's health realm. Never anything I thought I would like doing. So funny. And I loved going to work every single day. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Good so job. It, yeah, and, and we eventually got bought by Boston Scientific. Right. But it was um it was one of those things that I just I never thought I'd be an office person. I um but you know I just I. It was never anything. That Do you was like on it because it's stable? Because that's like your stability, and then a the music bit. is a little bit like the yeah. So I mean, how it kind of tied in is that that with music now I had this steady job. Hmm. The music became something that I could be more selective of what I wanted to do. Because before, so, did you feel like you were just like doing yeah, any gig that came along? Exactly. Because it's like, well, I kind of have to. Yeah. You know, the right. dog has to eat this week. Never mind me. So, <laughs> no, like, you know, exactly. Exactly. So then I, you know, I started to narrow down. Like, okay, what is it that you actually want to do with your music? Because mm-hmm. now this is something that you can do because it's your passion, right. and not because it's your paycheck. Yes. Um. So. You know, once I once I felt like I wasn't floundering anymore, then I kind of took a deeper dive into my life and figured out, you know, what are the things that are holding you back and you know, just kind of in moving forward. Did you think a lot of the things that were holding you back were stories that you were telling yourself? Like why Maybe. you couldn't do stuff? Yeah. Like I can't do this because of that and I, I'm not good at this because of this yeah. and that kind of thing? Yeah. Because we I, all do that. Totally. Totally. Um, yeah. I mean, I think there were certain like anchors that I had that were just like, well, but I can't because, mm-hmm. yeah, Totally. 
Matt calls that the albatross around the neck. <laughs> <laughs> it's an albatross around the neck. It's right. Totally. Not, not good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I feel like I'm, I'm using this like, and then a year later, no, expression I love it. a lot, but no. it's, it kind of like, no, it, it that's just, how it flows, right? Yeah, it's like it's one thing on top of another totally, thing on top of another thing. It was just kind of blocked out in these segments. And so a year after I got this job and felt like I was really doing well, um, I ended my relationship with my boyfriend of eight years. It's crazy. Which wow. I know it's wild. Huge. What yeah. do you think? Yeah. Where did that Jeez. come from? You know what? Um, and I will say that I have nothing but love and respect for him. Right. But it was a toxic relationship for a very long time. And then, and, and in what ways, like? Well, much like you two are I, very toxic. <laughs> no, no, no. Not That's why you're here, April. Gonna... Because that way I, you know, she can't get April's her haymakers like, around you. <laughs> but no, much like you two, I was trying so hard to make somebody else happy <laughs> at my own expense. Nope. And, Not good. you know, especially, you know, after everything that I had kind of experienced with you know, the, the horse. And I, I, I was just putting all of my needs aside and being like, what can I do to make this yes. person happier? Yes. And finally one day I, you know, did, there were a couple of things that happened that I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Yep. Like I, like my, I'm anxious all the time because I feel like this person's happiness is at my expense. Oh my God. Um, so much fucking pressure. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, there was a point where you know, I, I didn't know if I was being selfish mm. because we all get to that point where we have, where we're saying, you know, maybe I'm I a shit to, bag. Exactly. Maybe I'm am being I, a shit bag. Am I wrong for putting myself first? No, you're not, never Actually, wrong. You're really smart because you can't make anybody else happy. Exactly. You're not going to well, do it. Ever. Exactly. I'm never going to make Katie happy. Can we be happy together? True. Absolutely. But that she never has makes to be. me happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And I'm not going to start now. Why start now? I mean, Why geez, start now? So much the hell work. with it. But it's true. We <laughs> we light ourselves on fire to keep everybody else warm. Totally. And then totally. we end up like burnt out and frazzled. And yeah. it's not it's not doing anybody no. any good. No. Exactly. And you can't pour from, I mean, I'll use all the cliches. You can't pour from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. And I always say like when you're doing these things, like you're pouring from the empty cup, you're lighting yourself on fire to keep everyone else warm. It mm-hmm. actually, in my opinion, it comes from a place of ego yeah. and never feeling enough. Mm-hmm. So you're always searching for the validation from the other people. Like, am I good enough now? Do you like me now? Do you love me now? How 100%. I- and that comes from, for me, that came from my childhood. Uh-huh. Always trying to like make everyone happy because I, in my child mind, I thought if I can make everyone happy, everyone in my house, everyone in my, you know, in my universe Mm -hmm. will be happy because I'm happy and Mm -hmm. I'm perfect and I'm making it. And and Mm -hmm. that's a learned behavior. And then those learned behaviors become your hypnotic rhythm Mm -hmm. in adult life. So then maybe something you did when you were a child and like a lot of it for me, because you know the pageant stuff, a lot of it stemmed from the pageant stuff. It was like I always wanted to win the pageants and do all these things yep. to make everyone else think that I was enough. Mm-hmm. And when I stepped away, as you did from the pageant world, and you're mm-hmm. like, I don't fucking need this shit to tell me I'm good enough. Right. That's a huge right. realization, mm-hmm. right? Totally. So when it comes from that place of ego, it's never pure. Right. Right? So yep. it's like you love you love your boyfriend. You love these people. Mm-hmm. But do you really love them that much? Because if you did, you'd actually be saying, I'm going to fill my cup up first and I'm going to be happy first. And then the byproduct of everyone else, everyone else feels good. Totally. You know? Well, and, and to, to what you had said as far as you can't make other people happy, mm-hmm. one of my favorite like therapy 101 quotes is like- <laughs> I you love gotta, therapy 101. Yeah, oh my God. I'm obsessed with therapy. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, More people should yeah. get it. A hundred percent. But one of my favorite things is that you have to stay on your side of the street. 
And you Amen. can't cross the street to, you know, help the other person get to, you have to just Because you will stay. get run over. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really? <laughs> like last night. Really? Oh, my God. <laughs> we almost got run over really last night. I, I was jaywalking. <laughs> <laughs> I was like in the middle of the street like. <clears throat> Boston and jaywalking does not go <laughs> hand in hand. I hope you looked at the car and was like, do you know who I am? Oh, yeah, that's what I did. Oh, you did, yeah. And, and, <laughs> I was like, fuck it. And I was in a stance like, you know, oh, my yeah. God, and I'm going to die. And Matt was just you like, know? Katie, you can't just walk out in front of the road. I'm like, I will do whatever I want. I'm ambitious. She's happy. I had two margaritas. <laughs> I had two margaritas. But no, it's so crazy that yeah. you're you're having – and you were how old at this time when you were having these realizations? Mm, 25, 26. 26. Yeah. yeah. We call that the quarter-life crisis. Yes. We yes. call that the quarter-life mm-hmm. crisis. It's actually a real thing. And it's funny totally. because there is a book called 20-something, 20-everything. And anyone out there in ambitious land, get that book. It's awesome. It's all about quarter-life crises because you actually – a lot of people talk about having the midlife crisis, mm. but at that 25-year mark, it's like, what am I doing with my life? Mm. Who am I dating? Mm-hmm. Um, what am I doing for work? Because that's like a very integral part of your life where like, you could end up with that person you're dating for the rest of your life, right? right. You could end up in this corporate job until your hair is gray and you know, you your boobs look yeah. like empty toothpaste tubes. <laughs> I know, which I know nothing of. Um, but that's like, it's a very integral place. Even though you can always mid-course correct, right? You can always be like 40 and be like, I don't want to do this anymore, <laughs> you right. know? But right. most people don't have that um, strength to say, this isn't serving me. And that's right. where you were. So, right, and that exactly. T- but that comes from soul searching. Definitely. But people don't want to, especially like that age, because you know, you have plenty of friends. Mm-hmm. They don't want to go inside and look mm-hmm. at the dark shit because that's mm-hmm. scary, right? Like Joseph Campbell, who's one of my favorite, um, he's like old OG of the spiritual world. And he says, the cave in which we most fear to enter holds our greatest treasure. And the, the cave is here. Right. And everything yeah. we need in life is in here, but we don't want to go in there. We right. always want to look out here, mm-hmm. you know, for the validation and am I enough and am I pretty and am I all these things? Right. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's all bullshit. Right. You know? Right. You had a powerful year, girl. That's awesome. Very powerful. Really good. Good Because that 25, like you're saying too, if you don't make decisions that way, you could take it to the next 25. Yeah. Easily. Right. right? Those are key moments where you're making big time decisions. Marriage and all those things. You're right. Yeah. So tell us what you're up to now. Like what's life... How is living life ambitiously for you? <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's very bitchy. So, you know, where the where the where the podcast and the movement sort of came in for me is that, you know, when I started asking myself, like, am I crazy for feeling this way? Or yeah. you know, there and there were certain things that once I started, you know, kind of really honing in and listening, it was like, no, I'm not fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Like this is actually like a real thing. Vi- yeah. This is valid. Yeah. True stuff. Yeah. Um and and so that really played a big role for me and and <laughs> you You'll love this. So I work remotely now. So at like 10 a.m., I have my like lit candle <laughs> and my laptop. I've got the speaker and that's we've awesome. got Katie motherfucking boy's voice coming out of it. And like that's what I do. That's awesome. So, and like I'll listen to podcasts over and over again of the, the messages that really resonate with me mm-hmm. as just a reminder that like, no, like you're good here and this yeah. is like you're on your right path here. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been important. Um What's your favorite podcast, you know? Oh. I don't know why I just asked that, but oh, I love that's to know. A good, There's well, a lot of them. <laughs> one that I listened to recently was about your fights. Oh. That was so funny. And bitches oh. brawls. So and funny. Bitches brawls, oh, yeah. 
Because you know all that shit really happened. Well, you talking about you sitting on the rock? (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's like, you know. Watching him just drive and torture I feel like I'm 25, 26 years old again. No, that's like shit you used to do when you were like 18. I know. And we're still doing it. You'd fight with your boyfriend. You'd be like, I'm getting out of the car and walking (laughs) home. It could have happened last night when you went across the street. We could have had a brawl last night, actually, while I was thinking about that. Honestly. I was trying to save you. You just let me I don't save need to be you. saved. I don't let me save. If, if I'm going to get run over by a freaking <laughs> jaywalking, it's my own blood. It happens. Seriously, not on my watch. And I was with you. But you know what? I love that. I love the ambitious brawls podcast too because, <laughs> like, I think that people look at me and Matt's relationship, yeah, and they're like, it's perfect because they yeah. see fucking fake book, mm-hmm. social media, mm-hmm. and like you know, date night, and they didn't know like five minutes before date night, like I punched him in the balls. You know yeah. what I mean? Ooh, don't mention the balls. Yummy. Punch, please. But they seriously, we, wanna... fu- we fight. Yeah. But that's what makes. But it moves the energy, right? So yeah. I, we don't. I know we don't hold anything in, right? So if we have a beef or whatever the case may be, yeah. it's beef. over. It's heard over, that one a while. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, and and that's a that's a key thing too, as far as um, you know, if you have a problem. Mm-hmm. You can sit on it for a second and like let it resonate and figure yes. out how you want to get Marinate. that message out. Like, hey, this upset me for this yes. reason. I think I used to do that a lot of just like letting it build, 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 build. And then you just erupt. Do you know what's crazy too? I have talked to so many, um, I say kids your age, but whatever. It's fine. I just look at you because I've known you for so long. <laughs> I, listen, I talk to so many women your age and they have like serious relationships, you know, mm-hmm. and they'll say like, well, I didn't talk to my boyfriend for like two weeks before like I told him how I felt. I go, I was like, what? Right. If Matt pisses me off, and I think you're the same. I know immediately. We, immediately. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. not okay to right. say that or uh, do that or act like that right. or whatever. Right. You know, right. like it's unacceptable. And these other people are sitting on their shit. And I'm like, that's what causes disease, mm. right? Because if yeah, you're holding stress. all that negative like shit in your body, yeah. it causes stress. Like you say, disease, disease is dis-ease of the body, right. of the mm-hmm. energy. I think just, like and if you can't, if you're with someone and you can't tell them how you really fucking feel, mm. you shouldn't be with them. 100%. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Do you feel like that with your boyfriend? Like it was like, you would have to like stew yeah. on shit for too long. And- yeah. And I don't, well, I think a part of it too was I was afraid that like whatever I would say or be upset at would set him off. Walking on eggshells. Yeah. Even Constantly worse. walking on oh, eggshells. I hate that. I hate, I, right. I've been there years ago. So yeah, no. there's hard. no eggshells in our house. No. <laughs> I cracked <laughs> all the eggs <laughs> a may, long time it, ago. They may be cracked on my head, but yeah. that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to live in that kind of environment. No. no. You know, no. and even with like any relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Friendships. Um, working relationships, mm-hmm. you know, we've had really deep conversations over the years, like, yeah. cause you know, April, I trained her for God forever. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, I just don't want to feel that way. It's mm-hmm. not like one of my core desired feelings is to feel like all contrite and, right. contr- you know, tight right. in my butt. I don't want to feel that way. Mm-hmm. So I'm really proud of you. Thank you. Cause I know this is a lot of work and I wish that more women your age, cause how old are you now? If you don't mind me asking. 27. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. I was still partying my tits off when I was your age. <laughs> I mean, I was working my ass off, but I was still right. just a party girl. You're so like... <laughs> good. She's a good kid. Yeah. She, oh, you. April's, hey, the, April's the best. <laughs> what advice would you give women out there in Ambitious Land who maybe are going through or have gone through or in the midst of going through the same things that you were talking about, like with the relationships and just feeling like, am I fucking crazy for wanting to put myself first before other people? Yeah. Well, I, I think the first thing to note is that, no, you're not crazy. Mm-hmm. Like this, you have to take care of yourself first. And 
and and and it's interesting now because times where I feel like eh, like you're you know, it doesn't seem like you're taking care of yourself. Yes. There's something you're not happy with something. Let's mm-hmm. figure it out. Like I'll grab a pen and piece of paper and I'll just write and figure out and like what makes you happy. What are we going to do to get you back to this yes. place? Because um, anytime and, you don't feel happy, mm-hmm. it's your it's because you're doing things that aren't resonating right. with who you truly are. Right. Saying yes to people, doing things you don't want to do. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, and another piece of it too is um, getting just any sort of negative energy out of your life. And ev- and and I know you speak to this a lot. Yeah. Negative thoughts are just so bad. And they're not they're not even yours. Oh, they're yeah, not even real. Exactly. You you take them from other places, and then it, you think they're your ideas. It's like the broken not. record in yeah, your mind. Yeah. You know. So so kind of to to wrap up what had happened most recently is. Um, uh, my position got eliminated at work. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know this. So it's, you know, it's, it's, mm. I took it personally, oh, which is yeah. so easy to do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and there was kind of, so that negative thought sort of snuck in. Am and I not good enough? Like, What's wrong right, with me? Right. And then it was like, <laughs> well, what if it takes me fucking eight months to get a new job? I have a house now. So yeah. I've got a mortgage. Yeah. I've got the horses. I have the dog. Like there is so much yes. stuff that I have going right. on. You're not just smoking and, butts in the park. Right. <laughs> Having a dunk. Well, not, not that I tell you though. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I didn't know you owned a home. That's unbelievable. Yeah, Twenty-seven years she's old. She's amazing. You own your own home. Yeah, That's yeah, a good job. I love it. That's I all I owned was a purse, a Louis Vuitton bag. That's it. Probably right cost track. the same as my house. So. Shut up. I love it. That's um, awesome. So you know the the big thing there is that if you feel yourself starting to get those negative thoughts, you've got to press reset, mm-hmm. and you can't think, "Oh, it's going to take me eight months to get a job." Because guess what? It's going to take you. So eight what months happened? To get a job. So what ended up happening? Well, so I'm I'm in the process now. So because when were you? When were you? Um, just happened like three weeks ago. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I'm employed till July 31st. Nice. And but now it's you know I had a couple of days of like oh my god oh this shit is, this is this is Absolutely. really awful. Mm-hmm. But then I picked myself up and was like, all right, so now what, what are we going to take from our life that we want to, you know, move forward with? Right. And what do we want to look for? And like, it, it, it's kind it's sometimes nice to be able to press that reset button and mm-hmm. say, all right, let me start something new. And Absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree That's with that. Awesome. Yeah. I love her approach though, how she really goes and writes that stuff down on a paper. Mm. That took me forever. I think I was forty when I learned how to do that. And honestly, <laughs> right? I mean really. I mean it just so smart. And you know, you. I mean I know she gets a lot from you too, Katie. And how many women her That's age awesome. actually A do that? Mm-hmm. Like instead of like setting up camp in the shit pit, as Sue Burho calls it, right? <laughs> the shit pit. You're just like, okay, I'm going to give myself two days to eat shit and watch Netflix yeah. and feel a little depressed because yeah. that's normal. Right. And important. Yeah, 100%. Right. You have to Because it's grieving. It. Yeah. yeah. And I think that, so I'm from the camp of, um, you know, like so many people are like, no, you just move on and you just go to the next. No, it's like sometimes you got to like feel your feelings, mm-hmm. like honor that shit, yeah. grieve it, and then you pick yourself up out of the shit pit. Mm-hmm. You wipe the crumbs off your face and off your breasts mm-hmm. and you go back and you figure it out. And sometimes, as you know, the things that happen to you that are like the hardest things to deal with and the mm-hmm. most like scary mm-hmm. are actually the things that propel you to the next phase of where totally. you're going to go. Because totally. we hang on to so much shit as humans. Like things that don't serve us, but because we're so afraid of the unknown, mm-hmm. we're just like, well, I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm, I'd rather just stay here because this is comfy, yeah. but nothing good as you know, comes from a comfort zone. Right. So for you to be there, there in that mind space, like that's huge. And I, I hope that more people out in ambitious land take what April said and, you know, adopt it as their own. Because I think that sometimes this takes like 
whole lifetime to get to the maturity, mm-hmm. spiritual maturity and energetic maturity that you are in right now. Thank so you. So kudos to you. Thank yeah, you. And the eight month thing, right? When she says, well, it may take me eight months. And she's like, what the hell did I pull that number from? Yeah. If I, it's it's going to take me eight months, uh, right? So right, turn it into huge. like, it could be a week. It could be, a, I, right. I may have a job for you today. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, right? whatever you say and whatever you think becomes your reality. Right. So if but, you say it could eight, take eight months to get another job, then probably eight months of the day you'll get one. Exactly. But she caught exactly. herself, it's, right? Which right. is huge. Yeah. Not, not making the mistake. It, it, everyone's going to make the mistake, but be able to redirect and pull mm. yourself back. What is this eight months thing? Where yes. did it even right. come from? Why am I right? even saying this shit? Mm-hmm. That was so smart. Um, where can people find you, April? So they can listen to your music yeah. and they can follow you on social media. Yeah. They can go see you play live because mm-hmm. you play live all the, especially for the yeah. people out here in the Northeast. Definitely. You're around all the time. Yeah, yeah. And we have a busy summer, so that's exciting. That's really um, exciting. So aprilrenzella.com. Yes. Um, Instagram, it's just aprilrenzella. Perfect. Um, and then Spotify and all that good Oh my God. Stuff. What's your like favorite song right now to sing? Because you write your own I stuff. I do. I do write my own stuff. Um, favorite song to sing right now. I'm obsessed with Casey Musgraves. I, you would love her really? because she's so like, fuck you. Like, this oh, is who I am. I need and to know her. Yeah, yeah, you do. I need you to know really, her. Yeah, we need to amazing. hang out with her. Yes. We need to make a call. Yeah. All right, cool. I'll work on it. <laughs> I don't sing country music. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to like, love country music when I was a kid because my grandmother used to listen to it. But I'm talking like old school country music. Like <sighs> Patsy Klein. Like and even and older than that. Oh. What the hell's the guy that I always listen to which one he's always talking about crying oh uh, Johnny Cash <laughs> no oh, you said the old one I don't know Johnny Cash oh my god it will come to me like after the podcast I'll be like ah. <laughs> yeah I need to get back into country music you listen to Johnny Cash right. though I you do like, like Johnny Cash oh. but that's kind of no, it's <laughs> that's like jailhouse country, right? Yeah, yeah. Like prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Check out April Renzella; she's amazing. And thank, <laughs> thank you, me. April, for being such a crusader for the ambitious movement. And uh-huh. thank all of you out there in ambitious land for being crusaders. And like I always say, see you next Tuesday. Good job, April. Bye bye. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.